Hi and welcome back to Pops in a Pod. I am Nader Pop and I'm Peter Pop. And this is part 2 of where our wives still continue to talk. In the last episode we spoke about pre-pregnancy and what it was like for them um to go through that entire journey. This episode we're focusing more on life post baby. Yes, I know all you parents are smiling because you'll remember what it was like. So let's hear it from our wife itself. So yes, our esteemed guests today, Karen and Sabiha. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> It's like I never left. Nice to be back here, guys. All right, so you know, the previous episode we talked a lot about our entire journeys becoming parents. I mean, you know, from the time you're really young it's all built up or you know if you had one of those parents it's like ah when you become a dad or you become a mom then you see and it's all built up right so let's dive head first straight into what was it like that moment post you coming home karen i mean i'm looking at you because i still remember that day we brought our son home there was so many emotions so many things running through our head i was just like Okay, there are no nurses around. What am I gonna do? And we still hadn't got a crib yet, so I was—he was on the bed. And then at one point, he was sleeping for four hours. So I actually went and checked: Is he alive? I went and I was like, "Why is he not moving? Why is he not doing anything?" <laughs> yeah, we—I—I've I, had those episodes uh, as well. Was was it similar with you, Sabia? Uh, I think we were very type A. because we had everything ready we were just waiting to fit the baby in and i remember the first night uh, that was a shocker because i think uh, so i breastfed zia for the first 6 months and beyond that and it took a while for my milk to come in and my doctor i had a natural delivery so you know i was sent home quickly and that night was because at the hospital she was fed with formula and you know it was a breastfeeding come formula so we didn't find out but the first night home with zia my god that's uh, the making of a horror movie <laughs> so yeah that was that was another do you remember nadir it's a little foggy but yeah i i kind of agree with the sentiment um but yeah wh- why was it a horror so i think she fed every hour 45 minutes and she just kept crying and uh, of course my milk came in the first thing in the morning and i was like okay this is what it feels like and uh, just that the 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 maybe 12 hours or something and i just continuously fed her at that time they don't need so much um, in terms of volume but it was a new environment for her it was new for us and i just remember just going crazy like do i even know how to baby i remember thinking like that but wait sabia let me get this right you guys were prepared right you like read all the books and things like Absolutely. that so what about it really was a surprise for you or what came across as very different literally the baby <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest surprise it's very different to read books as you guys already know i'm sure karen you as well that yeah. uh, it's very different to read all the material out there and then actually have to say no to formula and no to bottles and just rely on your body to feed a 3 day old baby so that was what it was like to be home honestly karen did you also face these challenges both physical and mental Uh I had no issues with my milk but I just remember the very next morning I had a similar thing where I was waking up constantly and I remember I woke up in the morning and I just cried to my mother 
and she was just like it's okay you will get used to this and i was like i didn't know this would be like this so yeah i just remember like breaking down and crying saying i can't do this because it's like 2 3 4 and then you breast no one tells you that breastfeeding also makes you hungry so i was starving and like going into the kitchen trying to see my baby's okay going snacking on something still feeling inadequate and then uh, like same cycle all over again so yeah it was not fun so it must have been a very woozy experience in the beginning to kind of i mean it's all real and it's all new right having yeah, like yeah. another human being in your house definitely so, so this this kind of i i wanted to lead into the you know the next question which is were these you mentioned certain symptoms you know you were you were upset you were crying and you just didn't know what was going on were those was that the onset of like postpartum is that what you felt when I you went through it or did you go through it to begin with uh, i would feel some amount i did face that uh i mean i did bond with my child but at one point i was just like why did i subject myself to this and as like i remember once i got really angry that that, that my son was not sleeping even though he was swaddled and i was just like really angry and i like channeled my frustration on like his kid toys and like pushing the cradle which i regret till now but yeah i felt i and i was very snappy i guess with the lack of sleep i was very resentful i that all my friends were working and i was at home so yeah it just got to me at some point what about you sobia any similar i absolutely uh, agree with the last part of what karen just said uh, but the first 6 months for me were actually pretty goal oriented because i am like that as a person so for me i was very determined to do everything for my child and uh, nadir was absolutely on board you know from bathing her when she came home everything it was super goal oriented but uh, i was also freelancing at the time and i didn't feel the lack of work but i after 6 months i just started feeling like am i even a person beyond just being a caregiver to this baby because like i'm saying imagine you you're, you're this person's vending machine basically <laughs> so you this person is alive because of you right i mean it was she did not have she did not even have water for the first 6 months while it was me like i remember once i had a upset stomach and i called three doctors because i was i panicked or like what if something had to happen to me she didn't she had never taken a bottle she had never it was something very trivial trivial now that i think of it but uh, at that time it was like oh my god i have an upset stomach what is my baby going to eat you know so the the drudgery of it i think uh, that's a, a word i often use uh, it is exactly that doing everything for a newborn is it's drudgery and it did it for me like for karen she's saying she experienced it immediately maybe some part of postpartum uh, depression everybody has to go through it it's a very scientific hormonal thing for me it happened after 6 months so for 6 months my goal was like you know i was very yes this is these are the milestones this is how it's going to be i had a little checklist that's how my husband and i are you know but after 6 months i suddenly took a step back and i was like where am i in this who am i as a person suddenly you know because i'd been working uh, i had a certain kind of lifestyle and everything was obviously gone like i hadn't seen the what night looked like in very long 
and then uh, yeah that's when things really got very intense for even uh, my husband and another and I also started fighting frequently because i was so frustrated obviously right i mean it's not his fault or anything but you know he would come home and i was like you get to go out and i'm stuck with this kid on my chest all day so yeah that was what postpartum was like it's not something i would want to t- relive again so peter i just want to take you know do an aside here um i think we like you and i are one of those um special cases where we were with our wives and kids throughout keeping the indian tradition men in mind you know where the the wife is with the mother for four five months and then the husband just goes to check hey hi i'm here i'm alive you know and then you kind of leave right but we've been in 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 that case where i think we've been together through and through um and and obviously we've heard karen speak about and sabia speak about their you know tough experiences what what did you feel like what did you go through it was crazy in a way because just like zabia said for us karen and me it's you know it's very like cliche to say that we are one and all but at some points i would tell her that you know what i wish i could do this i wish i could take this off you i would have breastfed if i could man because for me i would feel her pain but there was i felt so helpless and hopeless like i couldn't do anything to make it easier for her physiologically you know even if you want to be available it's 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 just not possible to kind of get in that situation all that you said about us being around it would have been far harder if it was just only two of us being husband and wife and the child right we are kind of fortunate to live close to our parents with our parents have them on call and also been able to be fortunate enough to afford extra help so do you feel uh, sabia that you know having that extra help made it a lot easier the whole transition that you all had you know this is a very uh, important topic to me uh, because i never take for granted how much my in-laws have done for us even my parents uh, from whatever they could but physically all of this that i'm saying you know we nadina i did everything for the baby and you know we only focused on her because we didn't we were allowed to not focus on anything else like the food for us was put on the table our laundry was done we didn't have to worry about anything else we could only focus on the baby and that would never have been possible I- without my in-laws i don't even know how what we would have done if it was just us like we were a nuclear fa- family i would have lost my mind far <laughs> earlier than i did in the process you cannot take for granted even the little help you get at that time you know because it's I think we are very privileged because of our culture. It's not like this everywhere. Anybody who doesn't live in India will vouch for that, you know, especially not with family. So we cannot take that for granted. The amount of help we had and family we had around, it would not have been definitely not have been possible without them. Yeah, I agree with uh, Sabia on this point. Um, my mom especially focused on nutrition for me. She kept saying you're a new mother and you're feeding your child, so you need to be fed. so she made sure that i ate really rich food and i'm not saying like your butter chicken but like nutrient rich food so that i could heal because at the same time you're still healing your body's battered and broken and you're also bleeding you're also breastfeeding a child which takes a lot from your body so my mother was very vigilant on what i ate kept on giving me good food as well as like taking care of like the other bits of she stepped in and like put him to sleep swaddled i mean i remember we at night one night 
our son just kept on kicking off his swaddle and then we didn't know how to swaddle properly and we like literally went to my mom and said please swaddle him because he's just not sleeping and i can't thank them enough for all of that it's good to know that that all of us got the kind of support that we needed but let's come to the real question we can keep this amongst ourselves and i think it's good because we can discuss this very openly what was your experience with the diaper okay so i'm going to be real the first diaper change happens in where the where it's like black and all all the nurses took care of it but the first few months it's fine wait till your baby starts eating solids especially egg <laughs> oh my god it smells like sulfur bombs i couldn't take it i nearly vomited <laughs> But but you know what you're saying all of that I still remember when the nurse took to took him to change and this is like this is when our son's like you know a few kgs you can barely hold him in your palm of your hand kind of thing I was like watching that nurse like a hawk cuz I wanted to know how f- she's doing it and the precision she did it was no different a formula 1 car mechanic changing the wheels it was that fast I was like wow I was just going to say that it is rocket science, right? <laughs> Diaper changing is rocket science. It is not easy. Uh, in fact, I remember there was this one time where uh, Sabia told me, "Hey, you know what? Her poop actually smells sweet." And I was like, <laughs> "I was what? I was just going to say that uh, that was my guilty pleasure, guys. I used to smell our daughter's poop because breastfed poop. I yeah. mean, right? Yeah, it is sweet. It is like." is this even shit it was beautiful really it was amazing it was uh, quite an experience uh, and then once uh, i was all like oh yay experience and everything and she was uh, doing tummy time on the bed and she had an explosion i don't even know what was like in my <laughs> breast milk then and it ripped up her back it came out of the pamper it was all over the bed and i was just like and you know kids like anybody who's seen a kid poop that's so tiny and their shit is like as big as them <laughs> so that was yeah that was life altering experience you know there's no censorship in podcast right now in india but after this episode i have a feeling <laughs> the government is going to introduce censorship right yep. this is this is bleep 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 <laughs> but you know what uh, did you i'm sure you were tempted to like take a picture and send nadir or send like your family or something right yeah absolutely i actually um, when i'm at work sometimes i'm super stressed nowadays that's all i do i just keep scrolling pictures uh, when she was 6 months old or 3 months old and i was like oh my god how tiny was she and what was i even doing you know what, what was this how was i even parenting then and uh, yeah we shared a lot of pictures then uh, at least within the family we didn't uh, put a lot of things on in- instagram or facebook but wait so there was was there was that like something that you and nadir discussed were there rules that you all had about sharing your daughter's pictures or should it go within so, a circle yeah. what was it like we did uh, we shared her i mean i shared her pictures on my instagram uh, to begin with but i have a very close knit like maybe 150 people on my instagram who i know personally who are family very good friends uh, so i shared a few photos then when she was born but uh, as a rule we don't uh, <coughs> sorry document her life so to say like what she's doing every day or maybe one picture in a blue moon but nothing 
on call so so pira and i decided that we wouldn't put our pic uh son's picture online we had read enough about pedophiles and what not on the internet what they can use but we i also like sabia have a closed instagram account which is very few friends close friends and i knew that it wouldn't be circulated or screenshot so i put i think i think they're like right now five six pictures but yeah not a fan of putting my son's pictures online yeah and just to add we were kind of so militant on it our immediate family was so happy about us having a child and stuff like that they literally had to like ask us can we put the picture now at least and i think this was like after he was about 20 days or so like no a week a week can we please now at least put the pictures now that you all have put so yeah but i think you know this is something what which was i think stemmed for me in a way because i was very off put by a lot of people who literally you know every so it's like each day you, and sorry moms but a lot of moms are guilty of this like 25 pictures of their child on their tummy or turning oh my god the child turned and that was entire that was my entire facebook feed at some point and i was like okay i'm happy for you but but you know peter i think um, and i'm sure karen will agree parenting especially mothering can be such a lonely experience that uh, we're constantly looking for that gratification you know and most moms find it online and that's why you will find such a large uh mommy community out there right now you guys are like an anomaly as you already know but uh, it's because it is such a lonely experience you know you can have 20 people around you but you're alone in bringing up that child especially to that certain age where they can you know stand up by themselves or walk or whatever but uh, i i mean yeah I, i don't grudge those moms that because they are actually looking for a connection uh with other like-minded moms who are who are in this again alone you know so i think i think that's kind of cute also something but then are you are you then saying that there is a strong contrast uh, between women homemakers right mothers who are homemakers um, and then mothers who would eventually get into the working space because i think that there is definitely a very strong divide karen what do you think when you're looking at this whole loneliness as a what's up here brought up It's hard to say I would feel because it depends from mother to mother some I mean I know I did both I was at home and I also started working when he was 9 months but I think it's just a, I think I would say it boils down to personality for me I I was just not someone who was keen on sharing pictures but it would be spammed on family groups his pictures would be spammed on family groups but online not so much but coming back to what sabia said yes motherhood is extremely lonely i was i am the first mom among my friends so um again it was super lonely for me because i had no one to talk to no one on my age to like ask them questions so yeah so again to each to each mom her own i guess so yeah i think i can confess over here that yes i have been guilty in the past of uh, putting up my daughters Uh, photographs on social media and um, it, it's crazy that we are actually talking about this and just last month i cleaned up my entire instagram line and just removed 
all the photos where her her face is being shown directly into the camera i've left the ones where you can't see her face you know so i i, I don't know i guess those rules kind of work where where you have to be smart in in capturing certain photographs where you don't see you know the face completely and it's just a hint of a eye or a nose or whatever i don't know i i guess i guess that kind of works what do you think peter i've been very smart that way <laughs> that's all i'm going to say <laughs> so sabia how many months was your daughter when you moved back into working she was 3 weeks shy of 1 year oh wow okay and how do you feel as an employee or what was your entire experience going back into transitioning into work again so a little uh, recap uh, to what exactly happened it was never an on my agenda to go uh, into a full time job but uh, i was consulting with a firm and they were insistent that they needed my skill set for a certain project and i remember discussing it with nadir a month before i joined i said are they crazy i have a kid like who, how can i leave my child you know it was i couldn't even imagine it like you should have seen me then and uh, nadir was very supportive he was like okay you know yeah you want to go go don't want to go don't go i mean he always left this to be my decision and then a friend of mine who had twins a month before i had my daughter uh, said to me yeah i went back to work recently and i was like you left your kids and you went back to work and she's like yeah i did i need my space like i was not feeling like myself anymore and uh, i needed some like i love them but they drive me insane and i was like wait i know that sentiment and she it was very subconscious uh, but at some level she really influenced me and i was like yeah i need to go back to work i need to get out of the house because like i said you know uh, earlier that i had started feeling very depressed i had put on quite a bit of weight i had already lost <laughs> and uh, i was not feeling like myself and we were constantly fighting because it was me i was not mentally happy and i just went back i, I said okay i'll consult the place was very close to home it was about 7 to 10 minutes away so i said i'll consult i'll leave at 5:30 because i have a child so they were of course very accommodating i chose not to get on the payroll and all of that but uh, they were very accommodating they said yeah yeah please come in at 10 leave at 5:30 no problem and that's how I got my career back actually. So that was the story. Karen, did you always have, you know, the intention of going back to work or was it like a work in progress sort of thing? I always wanted to go back to work because I've been working since I was 20 and uh I loved working. I was a workaholic. I would put in all the hours, love being in office kind of thing. And briefly uh, in between when i was looking after our son i was just like how can i leave my son at home who will look after him i knew my parents i couldn't leave that completely on my parents and then i would hear horror stories of maids so and then a friend of mine who like an she was an acquaintance rather she w- she also had a baby uh, a month before me and she was like i can't put this on my husband that he has to be the sole breadwinner i also want to show my son that i also bring in something to the table and that kind of struck me uh so i was like yeah and my mom's been a working mom so i was just like yes i need to go and also the thing was i was offered a really great role which i didn't want to say no to that's and nice. peter pushed me also saying yes you should that's that's really nice i mean both of you all then were very clear that yes working is definitely you know on the table but one thing that i've noticed uh, when both of you were speaking is that there's a certain sense of mom guilt that kind of creeps in is, is it 
like was it that obvious did you you know work towards getting rid of it or is it still very much a part of you know your your lives i think there's always going to be mom guilt if you're a working mom you're always going to miss out some milestone you're going to miss out some moment of theirs and you are just going to be like oh my god i missed that for me it was him walking uh i rejoined work when he was 9 months so i missed that whole walking eating uh where he transitioned to more like eating more solid food so yeah and is is just like i waited to see pic- my mom would send me pictures and i'll be like oh my god i wish i was at home kind of situation i, I felt that i honestly did feel that because sabia i think took about a, a good year to get back to work so i i think i felt that guilt that oh man i really wanted to be there you know to kind of see her walk or whatever but yeah i i know exactly what you mean i'm so glad my mother in law knows how to use whatsapp well <laughs> <laughs> so i would tell her every picture you send her you have to send me also it was that little f- fomo that but you know uh, having said that uh, how how does work change for you i mean does your outlook change towards your colleagues uh, the way it is are you all kind of like assertive that hey you know i'm a mother so this is where the line you have kind of draw in terms of timings early hours late nights how's that been for you all uh, i think when i joined uh, the workplace i did when i began working again uh the arrangement was such that i didn't have to reiterate the boundaries because the boundaries were already set um but it's not something that comes very naturally in a lot of workplaces now like i have already established i'm very goal oriented so i was very like i'm going to finish my work and then i'm going to take my bag and leave at 5:30 and i was famous for that infamous for that but it was very everybody was very respectful about it maybe because also how i held myself uh, i felt that it was very difficult not to succumb and not to feel that oh but you know you know i should put in those extra hours and i said no you know what another human being needs me at home and i need her and i need to be back uh, home right so for about 2 years i did that and uh, it was all it went very well because i felt that i had to negotiate those terms and you know what i found different about myself in those 2 years of course i've also been working since i was 21 uh, i've always worked but i've never been so efficient because i knew i had to leave at 5:30 <laughs> so i got everything done at 5:30 like by 5:30 there was nothing like oh sabia has not delivered this and it was never that i was always high performing and i always delivered what was to be done by then because i knew how to leave so the efficiency factor i mean wow i have i always say that there's a re- reports on this actually that guilt mom guilt really makes women super efficient right yeah. karan yeah and multitaskers i mean women are multitaskers and i think once you're a mom it's times 10 or 1000 because you are thinking about oh we have to do those diaper runs we have to take that vaccination te- that vaccination that test has to be done um yeah i think that's what i did as i mean we did as mom working moms i mean, i mean even i was super productive i cut down my trips to the coffee machine so i was out by 6:30 or 6 i think i really took to the bottle which is coffee the coffee bottle <laughs> really really took to it after my daughter was born really because i didn't have coffee before she was born and now i could not do without it oh, cannot yeah coffee maker <laughs> we love you but yeah thank you you super moms uh, because uh, without 
y'all i think nadir and i wouldn't be able to do what we do right yeah absolutely i think uh, the mums are very 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 much part of this tomorrow when we win an oscar for this uh, podcast uh, i think we will be thanking our wives first right <laughs> up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Th- thanks again uh, karen and sabia uh, it's been great having y'all on the podcast sharing all your stories you mean horror stories now everyone really knows the truth it was great to be here it was fun to talk about the journey that we've had and contribute to this amazing initiative right yeah definitely thank you for those very sincere comments <laughs> we appreciate it well you know i don't think we've seen the last of our wives on this podcast and uh, listeners if you'll want to see more of them comment like share we'll figure it out when we reach home <laughs> All right. So thank you for listening to us. Um it's been a great journey so far and if you have any feedback or if you want to share any story um please email us at popsinapod@gmail.com. Yeah, and we've also got an Instagram page search popsinapod. Um that's all for this episode. Thank you so much and we'll come back next week. <laughs>